listen, if you dare, to this Sundown 96.6 presentation. Turn down the lights and plug in your headphones as you are immersed in a spine-chilling realm of alien encounters, ghostly apparitions, hair-raising beasts, unidentified flying objects, and more. Welcome to the Cult Class Podcast. My name is Caitlin, and I'm an artist and paranormal enthusiast. I create art as cult.class on Instagram. I am joined by my husband, Nick. This podcast is your one-stop shop for scary stories, paranormal news, and movie reviews. Listen at your own risk. There may be consequences when meddling with forces beyond human understanding. You have been warned. Scientists in Mexico pulling back the curtain on what they believe are aliens and put two of those corpses on display. Uh, Take a look. Uh, These small mummified specimens were unveiled at Mexico's first ever UFO hearing yesterday. Yeah, it looks like E.T. You're right. Uh, The alleged alien corpses were found in Peru. They're believed to be 700 to 1800 years old. They only had three fingers and elongated heads. X-rays of the aliens were also shown, and experts say one of the bodies has eggs inside of it. Hmm. Maybe we're going to have alien babies. A lot going on in Peru. Yeah. That's right. So is this real? Do people believe <laughs> I, this? I don't know. As Leslie but... Lopez says, we want DNA samples. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we're yeah. eventually going to find out that aliens look nothing like yeah. we think they look. No. It look nothing like E.T. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a stone carving. It really does. It does. What is that? Yeah. I don't know. So there's a lot going on in Peru. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> These little guys, they just went to the Mexican Congress, like, like like hall center and unveiled these things like nothing was happening like it was just a normal day i know i woke up today and i i see all these accounts posting about these mummified alien bodies i'm like what Uh, there was no build-up to this nothing there was no there was no like we're gonna unveil like mexico wasn't like we're gonna unveil something to the world tomorrow or or like even like the american like, like congress whenever they declassified a bunch of documents it was like oh this date this date this date america's like really into marketing though i feel like we're like we are capitalists we're like yep we're building it up we're gonna release it we're yeah gonna release it totally. no like this just like blindsided me this morning what do you think about the little guys um i don't know it looks a little silly 
I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. And I, they said they're like 700 years old. And 700. Like 1800 yeah, years old exactly, or something. Exactly. And one had eggs inside of it. They said. Right. I mean, so for anybody who doesn't know this story, these guys came out, these researchers, and claimed that they had these mummified bodies from Peru of two aliens, and they brought them to the Mexican Congress on September 12th, 2023, and presented them. Like, just open these two caskets. Yeah. And we're like, here, here are the aliens. <laughs> you can look up the footage of this. It's kind of comical. Would be cool if it was real. I'm curious, Yeah. With their three fingers and like their little bodies, I don't big know. heads, classic alien big heads, and they're like bigger heads, like tubular huge. shaped heads, right? Yeah, like tubular. Yeah, like yeah, less ovally, more like yeah. Tubular it's like they have a, a coke can set flat on their neck, right? Like that's kind of what <laughs> yeah. it looks like. That is what it looks like. I like. I saw this and I wonder. I had this thought: Would you rather, if they were to unveil aliens, would you rather the aliens be dead or alive? Like, would it freak you out more if they were in a press conference and there was a talking little alien there, or like a dead alien like this? Ooh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think definitely dead. I don't. I don't (laughs) want to know what they would be capable of. Like, open their eyes and shoot laser beams at me or something. Kill everyone in the room. I wish you guys could have seen Nick's face because he was. It was like as if he was thinking, but he already knew the answer. He's definitely dead, which would also be my answer. Just because it's. It would be so startling to hear something talk. Oh, a thousand percent. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, absolutely. Also, this is a complete aside, but it is kind of in the same vein. How scary would horses be if they were carnivores? How, <laughs> Where did that come from? How wild would that be? <laughs> I, like, <laughs> that should be a horror movie. That should be a horror Forget movie. Forget our stinging hornet movie. Oh my gosh, these things gallop and run and they're just going to chomp your hand off? Yeah. <laughs> their mouths. What their if mouths? they had fangs instead well, of their flat teeth? They wouldn't have the, the porcelain dentures they have now to chew the grass. It'd be some, some sharp guys mm-hmm. up in there, for sure. We've been watching that Predator show on Netflix, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Just for all the listeners <laughs> to know. That would be... It'd be they'd be the t- most terrifying animal on the terrifying. planet. terrifying. But but more than a, gr- a grizzly, like. But they still wouldn't have claws or anything like they could, a grizzly. They could or stomp like you out. A lion. I don't know. I don't, yeah, you, you got a good point. They could stomp you, but elephants can stomp you. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't seem very scary to me, even with the idea of elephants. Right. You. Yeah, but elephants are going to eat you. These people are like. But these the idea people, of like a mean horse. Yeah, like a meat hungry horse. Weird, right? Ooh, Sorry, that's just I, a I had weird the, idea. I had to canvas that question. Did, did you just come up with that? No, no, no. I no. I wish I could take credit for it. I I heard it and I was like, I have to ask Kate this on the podcast and get her take. <laughs> That's so weird. I know. I don't know. I mean, I love horses. It really tr- changes how they are. But I love lions too. I mean, mm-hmm. it would just be a totally different yeah. idea. Yeah. What if lions were just like plant eaters? Now, what if the aliens that they un- unveiled were meat eaters? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Human meat eaters. Ooh, now we're getting into a really scary movie. Now it's a scary movie. Ooh. That's yes. what alien is, though. Like xenomorphs, right? Don't they? They feed on people. Well, like, I think they, I don't know if they feed on Or part people. of their they diet. Kill people. Opportunists. Yeah, I don't know, actually. Yeah. Anyway, now we're down a rabbit hole. We're rambling now. And now, and and I have to talk about these satellites. Oh I'm my like, gosh. I'm too hung up on all right, this. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, so for anyone who may have missed last week's episode, Caitlin in our front yard recorded a video of what is like 
textbook UFO. We don't know what it is. Yeah. It's like a phenomenon. Right. So do you want to kind of explain yeah, so that Yeah, so for more? anybody who didn't listen last week, definitely go back and listen. But I just took this video of these bright white lights in the sky that I watched for about 10 minutes. And they move not really like satellites. They sort of just blip, in, very bright, circular, just blip sort of into frame like while you're in between two stars. Like they show up, they move across the sky a little bit downwards, and then they disappear. And they did it for about 10 minutes. I took a video. Nick had me explain on another video what was happening in the video that I took. Mm -hmm. And I posted that video on Instagram. Right. And between Instagram and the podcast and my my art account and everything on Instagram. So between the podcast, Instagram, and my art account, All platforms. All platforms. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> between all the places... People got very... I had a lot of people very charged up yeah, about this. you had like hundreds of comments on yes. this thing. And, and people were like DMing me too. Definitely hundreds of comments. Okay. And you guys, some of you guys, definitely think this is a phenomenon. And then some people are convinced that it's Starlink or satellite. No way it's Starlink or a satellite. You know it's really frustrating, I because I like I see all these comments too on the podcast, Instagram, on, on your big post that you posted yeah. about it, like uh, a lot of engagement. People are like sticking to their guns about this, but providing no proof. That's what I was gonna say. So like, and, so many people were mm-hmm. so adamant that these are satellites, and some people were very mean about it. I had to get I had to get rid of some comments because they were like <laughs> aggressive. Yeah, but nobody. Not one person sent me a link to a YouTube video or something that said, oh, here's, yeah, here's a video of a satellite and this is what it looks like. Right. Well, we looked up Starlink, we looked up satellites, and they are a thousand percent different than what you recorded and posted. I know. So if you felt very passionately about this, please send me some backup evidence. I'm a thousand percent willing to believe that it's satellites. I just want to see another video that looks like the video I took. That's it. That's it. So if you can do that, please send it in. Um, yeah, we've, we reached out to people with expert knowledge in this yeah, area. people who study satellites. And yep. As far as I know, with people in my personal life, nobody can figure out what this is. Nope. On the internet, people claim they know what it is, but they're not sending me any evidence yep. to prove it. Well, they'll say what it is, we'll look it up, and we can't find it. So Yeah. So please, if you have a similar video, send it to me. Email thecultclasspodcast at gmail.com or DM us at, on Instagram at thecultclasspodcast. But I would like to see a video that is like the one that I posted. Anyway, I feel very passionately about that. But <laughs> just a little housekeeping. Uh, otherwise, if you have a great paranormal personal story, uh, to send us, email it as a voice memo to the cult class podcast at gmail.com. You guys have been sending some really great stories, and I can't wait to share them. Also, check out my scary paranormal radio station, Sundown 96.6, that streams 24-7 worldwide. You can download our free app at sundown966.com. That's right. It's available on Android, iPhone, and it's awesome to listen to this on your computer through the web player. It's a great radio station. It's perfect for this time of year. It really puts you in the season. I, yes. I love it. It's totally spooky season vibes, so check it out. It's time for the listener's story. 
This week's listener story comes from our really good friend, Casey. Casey Rayburn lives in the Appalachian Mountains. Born into a family of granny witches and gravediggers, she enjoys long walks in the cemetery. She's obsessed with folk horror, forbidden love, haunted dolls, and mermaids. Sing Our Bones Eternal is her debut gothic novel. I invited Casey onto our show to share this personal paranormal story because it is truly bone-chilling. Hi, Caitlin and Nick. This is Casey, the author of Sing Our Bones Eternal, a dark and creepy little mermaid reimagining. First, I just want to thank you both for inviting me to make a guest appearance on your show. I've got a chilling story that I want to tell you today about the time I saw a ghost when I was six years old. It really sparked my love for all things spooky and gothic. So close your eyes and come back in time with me to a bitter cold day in December 1990, right before Christmas. I was spending the day with my aunt in the rolling hills of Appalachia at her old farmhouse. She lived in a house that had been passed down for generations in her husband's family. Now at the age of six, I knew nothing of the house's history but it was a history of death, grief, and ghostly hauntings. After we strung popcorn on our Christmas tree and baked sugar cookies like we did every year, I went outside to check the weather, looking for any signs of snow. I remember just praying for snow. I wanted to make snow angels and snowmen and just spend time outside in the cold winter. Nothing put me more in the spirit for Christmas than snow. But the snow didn't come that day. Something else did. And that's when I saw her, a little girl about my age. She was wearing an old-fashioned red coat and white fur mittens and earmuffs. She was skating on a frozen pond just off in the distance at our neighbor's house. I could see her clear as day. I still can see her there. I remember what she looks like. I went inside and told my aunt that I wanted to go skate with the girl in the red coat. My aunt turned white as a sheet and stumbled over her words. I don't know exactly what she said, I don't remember, but I'm sure she changed the subject and got me involved in something else. I didn't skate with the girl in the red coat that day, but I've carried her with me all these years. When I got older, I later found out that there was a little girl in a red coat who drowned in the pond while skating several winters ago. A chill crept down my spine when my aunt told me that story. I just kind of stood there in disbelief for a minute. She also told me that her children had seen an old lady in a rocking chair in their living room by the fireplace and had also seen a bloody soldier in uniform in the bathroom mirror. Both of those people were former residents of the house who had once lived there. So her children also knew nothing of the history of the house, just as I knew nothing of the history of the house. And I found it absolutely terrifying and incredible that my cousins and I witnessed glimpses beyond the veil of ghostly apparitions caught between two worlds. As I dug more into the history of the house, I discovered it had once acted as a funeral parlor to the community. So they held wakes there, they sat up all night with the dead and grieved their loved ones. There really is a presence in that house. You can feel it the moment you walk in. What can I say? I believe in ghosts now. How could I not after that experience? I guess it's in my blood to believe. So if you're ever out driving through Southern Ohio and you see a big farmhouse in the rolling hills, 
Remember that roots run deep in Appalachia and our ancestors never really leave us. Well, after such a chilling story, <laughs> I'd like to really send a warm thank you to Caitlin and Nick for letting me be a guest on this show and a special thanks to all the listeners out there who shared in this ghost story with me and all things spooky and gothic. When the night falls, when the shadows become deep and black, the silent pall of evil settles on the earth. Who dares to search? Who dares to see what walks in the night? If you dare, welcome to Sundown 96.6 FM. Sundown966.com for more details and merch. <laughs> Welcome to the movie club. into this wilderness to find. Leaving our country, kindred, our father's houses. For what? For the kingdom of God. Let us pray. this family.
Last week's movie club pick was The Witch from 2015. I have to say that I think this is one of the best horror movies that has ever been made. This movie was so creepy throughout (laughs) the entire time. And it's one of those movies also that I thought that we had seen or I had seen. I have never seen this movie before. You saw... you? I know I didn't watch it by myself. We watched it, I think, when it came out. Well, when we logged onto my Amazon account, it was like, you bought this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently I bought it in 2016. I guess. When it came out, and I know I didn't watch it alone. So we had to have watched it, but maybe we half-watched it or something. Maybe. We, we do that. We tend to do that whenever something's, like, really creepy, like, half-watch it. Um, loved Anya Taylor-Joy. She's... A remarkable actress um so that was really really cool to see her specifically in this kind of role anyways what did you think let me know what you think about it thought about it well yeah so i thought it was it's one of the best war movies ever made anya taylor joy is one of my favorite actresses because of queen's gambit mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite shows of all time so i already like like her um the this movie, the way it's shot, it's so dark. It's shot so dark. The music, the sounds, the way they speak yes. this like Puritan England mm-hmm. language just sets like the perfect atmosphere. And uh, the studio that made this movie is A24, and they make some of the best horror movies mm-hmm. and just some of the best movies, I think. Very artistic. And so I just think they knocked it out of the park with this movie. And there really aren't a lot of witch movies that I feel like do justice to witches. I mean, to really creepy witches. Yeah. We're talking forest witches, you know, Mm -hmm. woods witches. Like, I feel like they're always kind of like, oh, she's in the woods. Like, we talked about that one we watched last week, like... Um, like, oh, she's scary. But this movie really shows them, like, doing rituals Mm -hmm. and, like, what's really happening and, like, embodying these woodland creatures. And one of our our listeners, Sham, shout out Sham. Shout out Sham. He said what's best about this movie is what's unseen. Mm -hmm. And he's so right because they set this tone. You get, like, these blood rituals and these scary shots of these this naked ugly witch or whatever mm-hmm. but you only see so much right and so whatever is going on in your mind i think is scarier than what they whatever they could have put on the screen 100 percent. and they just do shots of the woods like the tree line mm-hmm. where the edge of the woods is and it Every time they'd show that, it'd like make my stomach drop because I was like, it, it's just this impending doom right. sort of feeling. Paired with the the score, the music of it, it's like oh what's gonna gosh. something's about to pop something's out. Something's gonna come out of the woods. Don't go into the woods. Mm-hmm. Like it's so it's it's. I just feel like there's a lot of lore about witches and covens mm-hmm. in the woods mm-hmm. and folk horror, but people don't really nail it like this movie. Totally. This movie nails it. It's and such a great job. To such a disturbing degree. I mean, I think the shot of the mom with the crow. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, yeah. Nick and I were like, oh, I, we're liking this movie because there's not a lot of gore. And there isn't, which is really nice. They Like we just said, there's a lot that's unseen mm-hmm. and implied that 
I'll take that because right. there's so many gory, gross do movies a good these days. But that particular scene, like just mm. as we were like, oh, there's not a lot of gore, and then we saw that scene, we were like, oh, I wanted I know. to throw I up. I know. Ugh, that was that was tough to watch. That was tough to watch. But I thought it was so interesting to follow just everyone just kind of turning on each other too like the yes. whole time from the, them getting outcasted from the, their village mm-hmm. to building their own to the son getting lost and then them blaming Anya Taylor Joy's character mm-hmm. the whole time and then her turning on the twins and mm-hmm. the father turning on them and, and the mom turning on her right and, yeah um Paranoia is a huge mm. theme of this movie. Yes. Which makes it even better because we talk about isolated, like a lot of these horror movies that we are really great horror movies. We talked about this last week are uh, scenarios where the people are isolated. Yes. And it just gets scarier when the people become paranoid and start mm. blaming each other. And it's sort of, that was sort of similar with last week's movie, The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Because you have this outside evil force that's mm-hmm. suddenly influencing how these people think. Yes. And then they're turning on each other. And so you have these this interesting social dynamic of like like frustration and accusation. And then you mm-hmm. have the Puritan dynamic of them actually believing in witches yes. and evil. Yes. And which turns out to be quite relevant to right. the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And so it's done it it really puts you in the place of like New England too. Yes, like totally. New English New English New England settlers. Right, right, right. Which is different. It's just different. It's not your classic like, oh cabin in the woods or totally, totally. you know, it's really I've never seen a movie like it with that kind of setting. Yeah, me either. In the idea that these people are actually being tormented by witches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because that is a literally a theme in history of, you know, witches in New England. But, of course, it, it wasn't this. Yeah, it was Sarah was left-handed or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sarah was left-handed. She's a witch! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was actually a thing, if you were left-handed. Yeah, or yeah, or you're a lady and can do math or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They, they were wild yeah. back then. Wild so, boys. Um, so, these are actual witches, and right. there's an actual coven. Mm-hmm. And so we get to the coven, and... What a scene, huh? What a scene. I mean, that that ending imagery is some of the best horror imagery Well, before that, too, when he was telling... When she was, like, essentially about to sign his book Mm -hmm. and promising her everything, Mm -hmm. she was just so attracted to that whole life Mm -hmm. that he was spelling out for her. And her to go and meet, like, her, I guess, sisters or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then just the end was crazy. That was so wild. So ultimately, she ends up. Spoiler: If you <laughs> if you haven't oh, yeah. seen the movie, these are all spoilers. But ultimately, she ends up giving up her religion and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, sells her soul to the devil, basically, and joins this witch's coven for freedom and like prosperity and stuff. Right. And you know, the whole movie, she's actually like a good. You're rooting for her because everybody's rooting against her. Mm-hmm. Like they're blaming her for losing the brother, and then. Um, and for being a witch and she's really not the the one who's committing the sins the dad is committing sins he's yes. lying left, left and, and right. right oh my gosh and, stuff. and these and the twins her brother and sisters are have also like Are announced doing their weird allegiance stuff. to him previously 
Well, they're they're in talking like, to the in goat. Play tone, yeah, though. yeah, yeah. They're talking to the goat, which is like so. Everybody's kind of sinning except for her. I think actually, the brother is like lustful towards her, which is weird. weird. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And she's the only one who's not sinning. And then by the end of the movie, she's just like, "F it," mm-hmm. gives up her religion and becomes a witch. Mm-hmm. And which is a really interesting turn of events. Yeah. Also, we have to talk about Black Philip. Black Philip. Why are goats always associated to the devil? Yeah, I the looked horns? that up. Yeah, it's like biblical. I was looking up different that things. That may be it's a dumb question. The, it's just, definitely the horns. Yeah. So I'm actually just looking this up for you guys and for us. There actually is a deity that was supposedly worshipped by the Knights Templar. And um, the, the way he looks is he has a goat face, mm-hmm. goat head. Goat head, yeah. So I guess that's where the... Association comes from. Yeah, and the imagery comes from. There's some other stuff, too, that I looked up, but it's all, like, loose associations mm, with goats. Got it. And I'm defending goats because I love goats. We have goats, and I love them. They're the, they're and the uh, we watched this movie, and Black Phillip, who's their goat, mm-hmm. ends up being the devil. And how I love... Again, Sham said this, but how it shows it's the unseen because all you see is his his boots and his hands. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, like what does he look like? I know I mean, that was it's r- such a great. I know. I re- I almost wanted to like take a like screen grab of that and like up or down the saturation or whatever yeah, how, to try to like the ex- brightness. Yeah, to yeah. Ex- make the exposure come through because it's like, ah, uh, what is, what does he look like? I want to know. I want to know. I know. There's so many things in this movie where you're like. What what does like the witch? You just see we see one of the witches ugly, briefly, really quick. Yeah, uh, her face. But um, but back to the goats. So Black Philip is the devil, and then we have a goat named Jack. And I hang out with Jack all the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, is Jack like actually secretly like a deity or something? Like are this this creepy Knights Templar deity or the devil or something? No, our poor little Jack. Our He's little like Jack. That. Nothing like that. We're like, no. Jack, can you give us a life of freedom and prosperity? <laughs> Jack. We start chanting to oh him like the gosh. twins. Yeah, just go, bah, bah. <laughs> That's all they did the whole, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were like, egg them on. Egg them on. Um, anyway. Well, so far, no no, no dice on Jack being. Yeah, uh, no fortune or prosperity from Jack. <laughs> no fortune or prosperity. We're just paying. <laughs> we just have food. to keep working like, hard. Yeah, That's it. we got to keep working. But Black Phillip, great character in this movie. Yep. Uh, it just like the whole thing. The whole thing I loved. That was that was awesome, awesome movie. Again, I don't remember watching it, but it was incredible. <laughs> you don't remember watching it the first time? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. I'm sorry. Yeah, people uh, are listening. We just watched like, it. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah. Um, great movie. Highly recommend it. But for next week, what do you got for him? Next week's movie club pick is Chronicle from 2012. Uh, it is a sci-fi movie. It's not horror. So if you're if you're afraid of horror, this is. This movie is probably better for you. You probably would enjoy this. It's sci-fi. It's kind of superhero-y, if I remember. I don't remember exactly how it goes. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember it being good. So this week's movie club pick is Chronicle from 2012. This week's scary story. This week's scary story is the story of La Llorona. I wanted to do the scary story because Nick and I turned on this movie the other day. <laughs> yeah. It's called The Curse of La Llorona. Exactly, yeah. 
And we only got 15 minutes in before we were too freaked out. This is a scary movie. This is not a movie called Nick I wasn't, like, as scared as you, I Oh, think. my. I don't know. It was just, like, really freaking me out. Yeah, Nick I think like, I think because you were, like, doing art while it was playing and I was, like, watching it. True. That was scary. Do you think, because you're part Mexican, do you think at some point you've heard this story and it's, like, bringing up... Some, like, childhood... Some like, childhood, like, like story suppressed or memory? Or memory? <gasps> I don't know. I don't know, maybe. I don't know, because I wasn't as disturbed. Anyway, so we saw this movie... <laughs> And I wanted to do this story. Yeah. Because so, it, it turns out it's a true story. It's a true story. So La Llorona means the weeping woman. Mm-hmm. The tale of La Llorona is a Latin American folk tale. The story goes that there was a woman named Maria who married a rich man with whom she eventually had two children. When their marriage hit a rough patch, her husband spent less and less time at home. And whenever he was home, he was only paying attention to the children. Eventually, Maria sees her husband with another woman. Enraged beyond reason, Maria drowns her two children and immediately regrets it. And she drowns them to get revenge on the husband because he loves them so much. Mm -hmm. It is often said that Maria drowned herself afterwards. When she arrived at Heaven's Gates, she was denied entry, banished back to purgatory on Earth until she could find her lost children. Now the legend says she floats over and near bodies of water in her white funeral gown, forever weeping as she searches for her lost children. Some versions of the story say she kidnaps or attacks children, Others say she attacks cheating husbands. Regardless, when you hear her cries, the directive remains the same. Run away. (laughs) Whoa. That is creepy. Yeah, well, like, we were so freaked by this movie. Nick was so freaked out, and I was like, I think that's a real story. Yeah, you said that, and we kind of started looking it up. And we're like, we have to talk about this on yeah. the podcast. This is so wild. Like, parents use this to, like, kind of get their kids to behave their kids. better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very popular folk tale mm-hmm. in Latin America. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to share it. Yeah, so creepy. It's so, so creepy. I know. What a way I to, mean, like, get, like, I'm not a parent. We're, we're not parents. But what a way to parent your kid. Hey, behave or La, La Rona is going to come take you away. <laughs> the weeping woman is coming the one who killed her kids yeah like i just feel like if you ever see because in the movie too like the kid sees this woman crying Mm, in this tattered white dress and he goes towards her i'm just saying this as a psa on this (laughs) podcast if you see some random creepy looking person in a like desolate place yeah in like a disheveled wedding gown yeah crying definitely like help them but from afar like maybe go call 911 or something hey don't approach them are you okay over there (laughs) never approach something that seems terrifying like if your gut says no don't approach (laughs) and i feel like this whole situation is a definite don't approach gut feeling a thousand percent so i'm just that's my little psa don't approach weeping ghost women (laughs) ever (laughs) 
Absolutely. That was another. We always talk about these horror movies. That was another one, though, where we were like, what are you doing? Why? Yeah, it just goes against such common sense. Yeah. But then if they went, if they, like, aligned themselves in common sense, there would be no movie. There would be no movie. That's true. So, anyway, that is a story of the weeping woman. Ew, creepy. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. That was good. (laughs) good. That was really good. Uh, Well, what else do you have for the folks, Kate? That's it. Just be sure to watch Chronicle from 2012 before next week's new episode. Awesome. All right. We'll see you next week, everybody. Have a great week. This has been a Sundown 96.6 FM production.